Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. My name is Tavian the Philosopher Napier and this is where we level up inside and outside the virtual arena. We do that because I care about growing. I want to continue to be a better person and I want other people to continue being the best version of themselves, leveling up. And I believe there's a parallel between improving at fighting games and improving as a person and in life with career, family goals, whatever it may be. So I like to talk about those topics and sometimes bring parallels to those topics. Uh, sometimes related, sometimes it's not. Today, less FGC related uh, because I've been thinking about an FGC event coming up, our locals, and also thinking about hanging out with friends. But the question comes to mind is how do I interact with people now? And that kind of seems like a ridiculous question, but I do have to beg the question in this quarantine and then post-quarantine society, how do we interact with one another? What is the proper etiquette? As laws start getting dialed back, it's not required to wear a mask or it's not required to be six feet apart. What are the individuals going to be comfortable with? Do you care? Me personally, I do. I like respecting people's comfortability if and as long as it doesn't infringe upon my comfort. I think it's very reasonable to say that a lot of people are going to feel very different on how you interact with them. How I interact with a friend here, he may not care, he or she may not be bothered by a handshake or something like that, or they could still want people to be as far apart as possible. Maybe, you know, in the FGC, you have to sit next to your opponent, but maybe just make sure you're not touching your elbows, make sure there's no physical contact. I don't want a fist bump. I don't, you know, I still wear a mask or I'd prefer people to wear a mask. What is that line? You know, how do we do that moving forward? You know, we have spent a lot of time on social justice in the last, I would say 10 to 20 years, I've, I've been aware of it, at least. You know, if it was happening beforehand, you know, in the history, it has been, but just not in the area that affected me, or I just never paid attention to it. And then when I caught on to it, I was very much for it, then respected it, and that's still where I'm at now. Because I respect it and I try to understand it and adapt the ones that make sense to me as long as I don't feel like it is making me uncomfortable. So that led me to thinking about barriers is the term that I'm just going to use it is what is what is everyone's barrier? Uh, I do want to respect people's I'll call it barriers. So let's talk about what barriers are. Barriers are what I would call the preferences that people have in social interactions in this quarantine slash post quarantine world. If the virus does not go away completely very rapidly, then more than likely we're going to have a while before we change how we interact with each other or should interact with each other. These barriers aren't things that are going to change, stay the same forever. You know, this is eventually going to go away or we'll build immunity to it or something along those lines, cures, treatments. But I want to give some examples. And some of these are mine. Some of these are what I've observed. But I just want to have this conversation. Maybe you think it's ridiculous. Maybe you think, no, we would just go back to normal. Maybe you think that everyone should be wearing a mask all the time, being six feet apart and anything else you shouldn't be doing. You know, you can be very strict about these things. I want us to come together on it and have a civil conversation. And maybe we can't necessarily change anything, but we can understand each other a little bit better. So as someone who's somewhat in the middle, I tend to be a centrist. I understand multiple viewpoints and uh, I'm not always bought into either or. That's just where I sit. I like to see the objectivity in things. And so as such, I tend to be more, more neutral, but also have my own opinions emotionally that I may feel one way or the other. So if you were to walk up to me and ask me, well, you know, what am I, what are my barriers? I'd say I'm fine with hanging out outside. I'm okay with hanging out inside, but I'd rather keep it to a small group of people. If we're outside, I don't mind not wearing masks. If you prefer me wear a mask for your own safety, then I'm comfortable with doing that. I have some masks that are pretty cool looking and I don't mind wearing masks. I'm a nerd, so I, 
I'm okay with that. It gives me a reason to continue to purchase that. A lot of us, when we, when we go to our locals and when we go to our conventions, we are wearing masks. It's it's fun. It's something that we want to do. As long as it's not somewhere hot or, or like, you know, we're doing exercise to like a long extent to where it becomes uncomfortable to me. If it becomes uncomfortable, then we're going to have to like find a way to distance ourselves because I'm taking off the mask and I will have to get some fresh air or something like that because that's like a couple hours, a bit much for me. Now, you can see I can go on and on about this kind of stuff. I believe this is a very fun social experiment. And I also think it helps us see and understand and respect people's space or their, their mindset without it being too intrusive on our own. And that's the whole point of this conversation. I want to retain from making this too political um, and not be specific to any one event at all. It's just over the course of my life, I have seen people at each other's throats, swearing that their way is the right way. When in fact, there could be some truth to what both of them are saying, and there could be some fallacies to what both of them are saying. But both are too blind and too stubborn to attempt to understand the other person's way of thinking, other groups' way of thinking, other societies' way of thinking. And I don't want to feed into that. I think there's tons of people who are trying to actually have a conversation out there. There are a lot of people who are trying to help us be productive, but it seems like in certain areas of our life, Certain leaders are not good examples for us. And as such, we feel justified in continuing this behavior of agreeing our way is the right way. I don't subscribe to that philosophy. I don't believe progress is made if you are ignorant. I don't believe progress is made if you're not learning. Even if you think about this from a purely strategic point of view, if you are trying to defeat your enemy, the more you know about them, the easier it is to defeat them. So I don't understand even from a strategic standpoint why people remain ignorant to things they don't like, things they think are wrong. Perhaps it's just laziness. Perhaps there's fear. Either way, the point of this little experiment is to start a conversation. I think it would be genuinely interesting to see what people describe are their barriers. What are the things that you are willing to do around other people? How do you prefer to interact and do that without infringing on someone else's barriers? And I think there's going to be a lot of overlap. There's going to be a lot of people who have ways they want to interact with others. There's going to be overlap. There's going to be one person who's an absolute hugger and has to hug their friends. And there's another person who's, you need to be at least two feet away from me at all times. I don't want to touch anybody. You know, those were already people before this ever happened. But now we can start a conversation about it and, and try to be more comfortable. There have been so many people that are insecure to just ask, what is respectful to you? Or to understand, like, what did I say to offend you and never really make that progress? The one person just gets offended and the other person just assumes there is no fixing that issue. But maybe there's some sort of misunderstanding between the two. But with barriers, it's more of a, I want to feel like I'm not in danger. So this is a more urgent topic. I don't want somebody to feel threatened. <laughs> and as a black person, I can't always control that. If I'm in an elevator with you, I can't stop you from being scared. And that probably is racially motivated. But I'm also a six or five black guy and I'm like 260, 250 pounds. I'm a scary looking dude. So I have to acknowledge that's also kind of true. Uh, even another black person can be scared of me. A black female, they're smaller than me. It doesn't matter what their race or gender is. I'm a huge dude in an enclosed area. I can do damage. I'm not going to. That's not the person that I'm ever going to be. But why should I be offended because someone else is scared of me? I feel bad for them because they're afraid and I'm not going to do anything. So they're building a story in their head and they're being scared for nothing. And there have been times where I am embarrassed just because my presence is so imposing to them that they feel fear. It's just one example 
Uh, and I don't, I don't like that feeling of making people feel threatened, but sometimes there's nothing I can do. But I believe during this COVID situation, we can look at respecting that a little bit more and being more vocal about, hey, I don't want to be hugged. I don't want my life to be put in danger. Uh, that's not to be mean or disrespectful, but you just want to feel safe. Don't hug me. I don't think that's a bad thing to do. How you deliver it, <laughs> I recommend not being uh, judgmental about it. But it's a good example. In coaching, you know, a lot of this, this talk I'm talking about right now is a lot of it derived from coaching, from my, my schooling or just research I've done over the years, people that I've asked, uh, other coaches that I've interviewed, how to make breakthroughs with people, help people improve and see things. Usually when you're coaching, you're helping an individual see the areas they need to improve in an objective way and helping them have the motivation to actually plan and execute on those areas or attaining the goals, whatever might be holding them back. And the more you learn about yourself, the more you learn what's holding you back and you're able to let go of that. And that is very much true for understanding other people. A lot of us have these predisposed ways of thinking about a person, about a personality type, about a race or about a gender. It can be very finite or very general. And we don't always recognize them because they're drilled into us at a young age or our experiences make us think that way. And hopefully this is making sense. I'm feeling very rambly, but I know this is an important topic for a lot of people. We're slowly going back to normal life, but it's not the old normal. This is going to be our new normal for a little bit. And why not start that conversation? I, I don't see any interact. I don't see anything on social media saying like, you know, I want to hug a friend, but is that right? Uh, I, I like handshakes, you know, to seal a deal. I'm a salesman, but I can't do that. You know, is it wrong to want to hug a friend? Just... These, these conversations about our interaction, we don't seem to be very concerned about how we're going to behave once we're back to quote unquote normalcy. I think that conversation should start right now. I think it should have started months ago, but we're here now. We can start this conversation now. So what do you guys think? What are your quote unquote barriers? What are those things that you prefer in this new normal that make you feel safe, that make you feel not threatened or make you feel like you lean more towards just seeing your friends. You're not as worried about your, your own safety. Maybe you want to be respectful to other people's safety. Your barriers. What makes you feel, I guess, comfortable? I'm hesitant to say the word comfortable, but we'll go with that. What are your thoughts on this topic? Do you think it's ridiculous? Do you think the idea of even having to talk about this is stupid? And you, you think I'm ridiculous for having this? You know, I want to know your thoughts as well. Why is this ridiculous? Why is this conversation ridiculous? I've recently been putting videos on Facebook about non-gaming topics, more cultural or current event, political, I'm not sure what you would call it, a current eventy, <laughs> uh, and just starting a conversation on certain topics that I think are important or interesting. And I've always done that on this podcast. I've always done it on this podcast, but now my life has just been changing so much that I want to talk about what's important, but I want to talk about it to my FGC friends. If non-FGC people listen to this podcast too, that's great. Maybe you can get something out of it. Uh, but I, I want the FGC to be the great thing that I know it can be. I want the fighting game community to grow and learn and be examples, especially in this new world of, of online entertainment, online competition. <sighs> Netcode is obviously a thing. If non-gamers don't worry about it, it's just something we complain about. And is important to us. But for the gamers, you, you get it. Anyway, I think I'm getting to the end of this point. I've hammered it home enough. This is a conversation. This isn't me talking at you. It's me talking with you. So you guys are just as much a part of this podcast as I am. Uh, you can reach out to me on Facebook, on Twitter. I'll have links in the show notes for you guys. 
however you want to interact. I don't mind one-on-one and I don't mind just in a tweet or a Facebook post having a conversation. So reach out to me however you prefer. That said, thank you guys so much. I appreciate everything you guys have done for me thus far. Uh, I don't want to make this outro too long, so I'm going to get out of here before I get emotional. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And as always, I will see you all in the next one.